0: This is the Data Privacy Detective, and today I'm here with Ken Morris. Ken is a lawyer, technologist, and entrepreneur. Uh, Ken, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks thanks for having me, Joe.
0: And Ken, you're the founder of Connect IQ. What is that?
1: Connect IQ is a firm that protects the identity of people as well as any device uh, or wearable or computing system or chip
0: okay ken thanks now we're going to talk today a little bit about big data and how that affects our personal privacy now as we all know we we, we're, we're walking bits of information we have health histories and financial histories and all sorts of things and big data is basically the taking a millions of bits of data about all kinds of people and things and making sense of it and learning from it. For example, in medicine, uh, if we could have everybody's medical history, that might help us cure cancer or solve autism or whatever the problem is. You're, you're familiar with that, of course, Ken, and I know you work in that space, don't you?
1: Absolutely, and that's certainly one of the promises of doing big data analysis, to really understand, even at a genomic level, what are some of the biomarkers and triggers that we all may carry at some degree uh, that will help us as we, as we look at particular uh, disease states and how we might treat those in the future?
0: Exactly. And of course, now as individuals, we're a little cautious about telling everybody in the world that we, uh, you know, have diabetes or a bad heart rate or whatever the, you know, whatever the issue is. And so we bridge that. uh, As I understand it, uh, one of the solutions, and we see this in recent European legislation, uh, is to say, well, we'll just, we'll call you patient X instead of Ken, right? A pseudonymous or anonymous anonymous approach. That's is that what's going on in medicine and big data, Ken?
1: Uh, in large measure, and particularly in clinical trials, you have a study number that represents Ken, and that number is with those who are doing the clinical trial. However, the threat doesn't lie in that number per se, but the threat lies in the fact that your number is attached to your demographic information, including everything about you. In some data repository somewhere, because eventually you have to match these pieces of data up, and most people don't think about that. But we give, we live we live, leave digital DNA all over the place uh, in terms of what we do in in the digital universe, and the challenge is people are beginning to be less trustful of having these uh, sensitive data out there that can be traced back to them, and trust, frankly, is, is the the driver at the end of the day for the, the promise of large data because if people are not willing to give it up, it makes it much more difficult to compile enough data to do meaningful analysis.
0: Yeah, I'd be happy to volunteer my data if I thought nobody would figure out it was me. That's the So, How do we solve this problem?
1: Well, th- there's been a lot of attempts. You mentioned anonymization, pseudonymization, and those are things that are out there. Um, our technology, which is a little bit unique, we generate unique identifiers but unlike most other people we actually don't store that identifier we take it and we use it uh, for the time uh, period needed to uh, to make connections but what's unique about our technology is it always calculates the same for a particular person so you have uniqueness uh, but you also because it's not stored you don't have the ability to run and find where that particular identification is attached to a real person because it doesn't exist. Everything happens real time and on demand. And, uh, and so we're trying to remove that particular threat factor
0: from the space. Very good. Now, just as some advice to uh, our listeners and participants, if, if I uh, am willing to let my uh, doctor or my hospital, uh, you know, volunteer my information for the purposes of this big data solving of disease problem, Uh, Are there questions I should ask?
1: Well, sure. Um, Most hospitals, if not all, will have some sort of privacy policy or consent policy that you consent to have your data used in these particular specific ways. Uh, Most people believe that when they're at the hospital, their data is relatively safe. However, if one looks at the data in terms of breaches, hospitals are the second largest source of privacy breaches behind large corporations most people don't think about that but unfortunately hospitals don't do a very good job of protecting our data at the moment we hope to help solve that as I, I know there are a, a number of other organizations that are trying to solve this particular problem as well but at the end of the day it's going to really rely on, on the hospitals to uptake
0: well thank you Ken Ken Morris founder of Connect IQ very interesting thanks for helping us understand this area and remember. Guarding your personal data begins with you.